welcome to a very special 100th episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, FPL champion Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stibson. FPL champion, two years running. I, no joke, I was going to order myself a crown. But I thought <laughs> I was worried because we were recording the day after that if I ordered it, my hubris would dictate that it wasn't uh, permissible to wear it. But I retained my status. So way to bury the lead as well. Good times. Party vibes. Well, speaking of which, well, speaking of good times, party vibes. Sorry, just uh, can I just get this one in? Get the bloody beers in. What for the bloody Bournemouth got relegated, lads? Who had 20 seconds of the actual recording, the released recording, not the YouTube stream, for uh, those two things getting mentioned? That's why I went straight in for FPL Champion. I figured there was no way getting away from that. Like, you're just going to immediately bring it up, so I, you know, beat you to the punch. Mr. 100%, Mr. 100 episodes, the podcast, 100 episodes, Chuck, 100 episodes, Oscar and Ian, some episodes. I mean, nearly not this episode. You, you know, you... The fates conspired against me. Was it the fates or was it Chuck? Uh, admin. But it was... <laughs> never can anyone question my dedication to the title. Like, it hasn't been earned just through sheer fact of being here. Like, lest you forget, I recorded less than 24 hours after my child was born. And... <laughs> Says it like it's a good thing. <laughs> today, I had to do a 70-mile round trip... At six thirty, because I realised I left my uh, laptop charger at work. So I've done more than that for a cheeseburger. So I don't know what you're bragging about. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Now, when you say seventy miles round trip, is that thirty five each direction, or is that seventy one and seventy the other? I wonder what other definition of round trip you have. <laughs> Again, with the strangest caveat of yeah. asking, did you mean what you said you meant? Yeah. And I mean, I, I drive quite fast, but I don't do 70 miles in 45 minutes, mate. Yeah, that would be an effort. All right. Well, if you are joining us for the first time at episode 100, welcome. We are always happy to have new members on board. If you are coming back, if you have been with us from day one, thank you so much. We Really, really love you guys. We really, really appreciate it. It is a massive accomplishment for us to get to 100 episodes. I figured we would probably, you know, go upside down at about episode 10 or so. But we just kept going along, kept going along, and we're here. (laughs) And we're going to start it off as we always do with Rapid. Rapid, no, we're not. Nope, end of the season. We are going to do (laughs) Ian... That wasn't even was that a joke you were meant to insert. You went for it. You took it out, though. Oh. Was that muscle memory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just automatic, automatic pilot, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I was like, shit, I brought the keyboard. <laughs> 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 I had no idea. Oh, no. You'd have to get it in. All right, um, I got you, I got you. And now, with our famous segment, Rapid, Rapid, Rapid Fire News. <laughs> our top story this evening, gentlemen. Bournemouth and Watford have been relegated! <laughs> Top bloody story! Get the beers in! <laughs> Jesus, I hope you didn't finish that first game already. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Oh, you sated. Oh. You full. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. Chuck, just do, you two, want, just, do I want what? Give me something, anything. I'll probably yes. Yeah, probably yeah. yes. Chuck, do you want something particularly juicy here? I want it as moist as it comes, baby. <laughs> Watford were relegated with our Burnley of the Week on the last day of the season. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Oh, 
Oh, they Watforded themselves. That's what you get. Is Hay- Hayden Mullins, is he even in the job? Still, who knows? <laughs> Was he in the job? He probably has been fired. Back to the under-23s. Oh, mm. the saddest thing was is that you don't get to see their tears on the last day. You know when they go around and they always zoom in on like a child that's like with his dad, just like, oh, dad, it's not going to be that bad, is it? No, son, we're fucked. <laughs> Strangers born. Thanks, I've never heard. I don't know what people from Bournemouth sound like. There's about five thousand of them, so oh. they can get rid as well. Happy days. Yeah, what for the Bournemouth relegated? <laughs> Uh, Not for want of Danny Welbeck doing a little Cruyff, Cruyff turn into the goal. <laughs> he, he made a good effort on he it. He tried it. I mean, Arsenal did their best to do them a favour, like went 3-0 up and then just went, ah, come on, guys. Yeah, Obama Yang having himself a hell of a day, huh? Yeah, I mean, only because he was given all the time in the world to sort himself out for it. So, yeah, I mean, that was when Watford were acting like they really wanted to get relegated. Uh, then they realised, oh shit, we don't I want to get relegated. Think they've done that all season. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Then they suddenly realised and decided to play football. But uh, yeah, seems like the right result in the end, doesn't it? Just generally. And you know, Everton being completely anonymous as well to allow Bournemouth to win like three-one because like, who the what the fuck is that team? And then bless them, little Villa. Oh, Villa, <laughs> yeah. the little the little minnow that dared to dream. It had to be Jack Grealish. Had to be Jack Grealish to score at the end. They go mental. They celebrate. Within 20 seconds, it had to be Jack Grealish. Massive deflection over Rainer. Goal again. I guess we should say that officially the three teams are Norwich, Watford, and Bournemouth and staying up. Sorry, what? Say those last two again. We had Norwich, Watford, and Bournemouth uh, are going down. Get a bloody beer! <laughs> oh my god! Fuck it, eh? He's gonna start telling us that his grandfather invented Twix again. Just give it a few minutes. <laughs> and staying up by the scrap of their necks, the skin of their teeth. Let's go with. Were uh, Aston Villa. Is that not an expression in England? Did I just sound really weird? Uh, the skin of their teeth is the first thing you said. Definitely isn't. <laughs> scrap of the neck. Scrap of the. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Scruff of the neck. You take it's... them by the scruff of the neck. And they got through by the skin of their teeth. Yep, there you go. Um, idioms are tricky, don't worry about Arsenal it. Yeah, idioms are. playing a major hand in the relegation race, allowing Villa to beat them on, <laughs> when was that, Tuesday, 1-0. Um, mm. Even though Villa getting the worst of the XG there. And then Arsenal beating Watford. So two results this week that sent Watford down and kept Villa up that Arsenal had a hand in. Arsenal having a bigger hand in the relegation race than in the top four race. Can we just take a moment to laugh at that? <laughs> it's just nice to be involved, though, isn't it? It's nice to be involved. <laughs> yeah, nice to be involved in some form of narrative. Um, I feel like I should thank them. Thanks, Adam P. <laughs> Cheers, mate. He won't be watching this, typically, but... Yay! Yeah. Oh, speaking of Arsenal, David Luiz broke the record for uh, penalties conceded in a season. <laughs> he conceded five penalties this season he had conceded five three penalties. in his entire Chelsea career and he had five for Arsenal this season so shout out David Luiz helping the Chelsea cause long after he's Lacan speaking of uh, Watford and Bournemouth getting relegated I don't have any more beers around me sorry um, <laughs> gonna say. and going to the championship the last day of the Premier League like we were we were messaging about it and I think because the teams that were playing each other with something to play for were kind of playing for the same thing, it wasn't really that 
kind of exhilarating or exciting. Like it, it never really kicked off as a last day. Like there weren't really any weird results and, uh, you know, teams just kind of did what they had to apart from like Villa West Ham for like the last 10 minutes. But in the championship, the last day of the season was insane because Leeds were automatically up. You had West Brom, Brentford and Fulham going from second to fourth, all within a point of each other. I think they were on like 80, 81, 82, something like that. The teams they were playing, Brentford was playing Barnsley, who were playing for relegation. West Brom were playing, uh, who did West Brom play? QPR, who didn't really have anything to play for. Leeds at the top were playing Charlton, who had to play for relegation. And Fulham, who were playing for promotion, they had Wigan, who, as we've mentioned before, had kind of the 12-point, what's the word, point deduction hanging over their head for potential administration and the whole Filipino betting agency thing. And all three of the teams that were going for automatic promotion just started losing straight away. And every five minutes, it was mental and the whole thing changed. Topped off with, and I'm sure Mark Daffin and James Doncaster don't need reminding of this, Nottingham Forest were in sixth place, three points ahead of Swansea in uh, who were seventh, and they were five goals ahead of them on goal difference. So they just had to have less than a five-goal swing for uh, to, to stay up. Yeah, there was a six-goal swing there. And uh, Nottingham Forest dropped out of the playoffs on the last day. Oh, You might say they got robbed. Huh? <laughs> uh, Nottingham Forest, robbed. Get it? Robin Hood? Yeah, uh, I, yeah I barely get it. Yeah. 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 It, it's mm-hmm. there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Barnsley escaped relegation. Wigan have now dropped down because they drew with Fulham in the end. And so, even though they actually finished, I think it was 13th in the table, have ended up being 23rd. So, they go down. Hull, remember Hull? Oh, Premier League team. Bang. League one with Peterborough. Oof. Not really a dig, but... You know, it's probably going to come across like that. (laughs) And the, I think it was something crazy, like the bottom five teams, when the season restarted, all five of them escaped relegation. Oh, wow. Like that's how mental the table was. And yeah, shout out to, I mean, we got a W team back, you know, it's one for one. Just for the convenience with Oscar. Yeah, even worse now. There's two with West in the name. There's West Brom and West Ham, and I'm like, I. Uh, I and even more confusing is Slavin Bilic is back in the Prem, and he used to manage prem. the other West team. The quality of managers coming up is exciting. Be interesting to see Bielsa, yeah. Yeah, if Bielsa stays, that'll be something, and uh, Bilic as well. So, and then we've got who's in the playoffs? Brentford, uh, Swansea, Fulham. Who else? Cardiff. Cardiff. Cardiff, yeah. Not Neil Warnock's Cardiff. Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough escaped. He saved Middlesbrough, yeah. yeah. He saved Middlesbrough. Good good old Neil. Always good to have Colin Warlock in there. Uh, and Swansea beat Brentford yesterday, I believe, 1-0 after Brentford yeah. then went down to 10 men. So you don't want to be dropping into the playoff places because traditionally that team doesn't do very well. Uh, it's usually no. the team that comes up into them. So Swansea in with a really good chance of coming up. And then it's Fulham and Cardiff. Like, we've seen enough of them. So, you know, <laughs> I'd love to see Brentford in the top flight, though. Tiny little Brentford, like, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I mean, I mean they've got a, a new stadium next year. Oh, it's ugly. Ugly as fuck. Is Google it ugly? That. I've not, oh, I've not it's gone past hideous. it. I can't remember where they used to play, but that was a really nice old ground. And now it's Griffin, like... Griffin Park. Um, 
it's like a yeah Griffin Park that was it and it it used to be a really nice ground but now it's like this modern version but still not with many seats like at one point where the the stand has like the waves and the curves it drops down and there's a section where there's only about four rows of seats it looks really weird and horrible yeah plus i want to you know a lot of their players are linked with palace and i'd quite like to pick them clean thank you very much <laughs> well you might get the chance yeah. one of the bigger stories here too is leeds right because leeds haven't been up in the top flight in a very very long time that and that's interesting for chelsea too they're an old sort of rival i've heard that i'm supposed to hate them so I'm excited to have somebody hate. Most teams hate Leeds. Dirty Leeds. So but so it's been like forever since they were up, right? And they were historically a big team. 16 years or something? Mm. Something like that. Um, I mean, uh, we've talked about this numerous times before, but like when you come into football, that's how everything's set. I came into football with Leeds being Division 1 champions in... Uh, 91 or 92, whichever, whichever one it was. And uh, yeah, they're set in my head as a big club. So see them go down to League One and then it'd be so long before they sort of come back up. I mean, I, mm. it's great seeing back and with Bielsa as well. I haven't watched... Have you guys watched any of the Amazon documentary? Because there's, there's a Leeds one. I got about four episodes in. Did you? It take me home. I got to yeah. the bit where Daniel James is sitting there waiting to sign for him. And then uh, who was he playing for before that? Can't remember who they bought him off of. But uh, basically, the other club just ghosted on them. So he's sitting there like at midnight in a puffer jacket, just waiting to sign. And the other team just ghosted and pulled out of the deal. And he just kind of had to go home after he'd like done the fake contract signing picture, held up the shirt, done oh, everything. Man. Embarrassing. I love when that happens. Oh, yeah, it's great. Anyone for FPL, like when Leeds come up, do not get Patrick Bamford in your team. Do not. <laughs> Former Chelsea Loney legend Patrick Bamford. Yeah, do not get him in. And uh, shout out to Alexander Mitrovic. Finally wins the golden boot, lads. Hey, what? <laughs> How did you not start with this? That's so much more exciting. I'm sorry. It's just the page I was on. I scrolled down a bit and saw the golden boot race. There we go. <laughs> Oh, we should mention someone in, in uh, the Premier League won the bolt golden boot, I guess, right? Someone. Brilliant. Vardy. It was Vardy. He's old. He's the oldest one in, since the 40s. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, who won like the conference golden boot for Fleetwood eight years ago or something like that. And he's just won the Premier League golden boot. It's quite nice. Good for him. I like Jamie Vardy. This is quite nice, is it? I mean, hopefully my, my feed isn't lagging too much, but like, did you see sort of pictures of Jamie Vardy with the golden boot? Because obviously Leicester have just dropped out of the Champions League places. They're give, they give him the golden boot like immediately and he's just got pictures of him with the golden boot just like, like oh, he's really <laughs> dead happy with that, isn't he? Yeah, I scored 23 goals, but we're not getting European football. But yeah, never mind. Well, they are, just they might well, be yeah, not the FK European Karanak. football. Yeah, fine. Unless, <laughs> wait, unless someone... Arsenal win the... Is there permutations? Man, yeah, of course there are. That, <laughs> no, what? Uh, who's in the Europa League? No, I don't know. <laughs> Chelsea. If Chelsea Good. win the Champions League, yeah. then the spot, fifth place gets a spot. Or Man City. Or, or Man, Man City. City. Chelsea are getting knocked out. It's a fucking waste of time that they're making us play the second half of the leg because we lost 3-1 mm. to Bayern in the first leg. They're just making us go to Germany for no reason, but... Are Man United in Europa? Yes, they are. Ah, and them as well. If they win Europa, <laughs> they get a Champions League spot, which means it drops down for Le- uh, Leicester, Leeds. Uh, there's, yeah, permutations. Wolves, Wolves are still playing. <laughs> they had the, they had the anniversary of their season I like know. four days yes. ago. Yeah, yeah, they're the first club to play 
two games in the same season more than 365 days apart. Fucking amazing. Insane. What's next on the running order? I'm bored of the championship. I mean, we, what, what, what have we gone through? We've gone through championship. We've briefly touched on relegation. We've gone on... Sorry, who got relegated? Uh, Bournemouth and Watford, mate. <laughs> uh, and, and Norwich. And Norwich. But we all knew that. They didn't cut the mustard. <laughs> God, very good, yeah. Very so good. top four now, right? Yeah, let's do top four. Come on, Oscar. Yeah, congratulations, Oscar. Congratulations, Frank Lampard, on taking Chelsea from third to fourth. <laughs> wow, churlish. <laughs> Just wanted to get the dig in there. Yeah. Uh, so shall I intro it properly now and then we can actually record? all right well it's time to move on now i think we can start with the fourth race the fourth place race the race for top four which saw manchester united and chelsea secure their spots on the last day of the season as i said that they would Leicester stumbling at the very end once again with a very very bad performance against manchester united putting up only 0.7 on xg to man united's 1.4 and that saw Leicester miss out. How are we feeling, gentlemen? Leicester were so far ahead of everyone. They were the only team that could potentially save the title race back around January or whatever. And now they <laughs> didn't even finish top four. How are we doing? That is, that's a pretty big slide. I mean, I can't really comment since the team I support was 19th for form following Project Restart. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but... Leicester were crap. And the stat that goes round is that since the their 9-0 defeat, I remember it's 9 now, thanks for reminding me of the ninth goal last week, 9-0 defeat of Southampton, Leicester earned 42 points and Southampton earned 44. Jeez. So that kind of shows wow. that they, they did just kind of drop off and, and Southampton obviously kind of had a great season. But yeah, yeah, dropping down. And it's it's weird because for so long they were like, potentially looking at being the only ones that could challenge Liverpool and City weren't going to catch them. And then it was almost like once it happened, the slide just went really, really quickly. I mean, it's it's coupled with Man United learning how to attack again, Chelsea stringing together like the good results as well. Um, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Their dedication to just kind of restoring their place to where they should actually be in the table well, was yeah. admirable. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is their highest finish since they won it. Ever. That's what's mad. Yeah. I think before I think before that it was 13th was their highest. I think 9th, but, but either way, right, yeah, mid-table. Mid-table. So it's this. It's a successful season, isn't it? It's just the problem is from where they were, that's all. And mm. Brendan Rodgers is not going to be happy with that slide. Is he going to be able to... We've said Leicester's recruitment's good, but unless it's carrying on being good, they're going to have to get rid of the player. You know, his Tielemans going to stick around. He might get chance to go somewhere else. Nah, it, I'm... I'm not particularly worried for Leicester. I think a big part of what happened to them, other than like Chuck said, kind of ending up where they're supposed to be because they're sixth unexpected, so getting fifth is like fine. But I think that the thing that they struggled with at the late in the season was the injuries, and especially James Madison, who without James Madison in the midfield, Vardy had like not as much service as he's used to and as much service as he really needs to be able to shine. Mm. Um, And the club as a whole, like they had injuries to who else? Ricardo, right? They're starting fullback. Yeah, they had some really big injuries in the stretch, and I think that just fucked them. Well, people worked out what to do against Vardy. You, if you, if you are willing to push up, you've got to understand that he's going to run into the space that you leave. If you, if you want to defend 
Vardy, you've got to drop deep and make that decision, you know. So people people sort of work that out. Leicester do tend to be a bit of a one-trick pony in attack, don't they? Uh, less so now, I think. Yeah. I, I think they the reason... I mean, if you look at a lot of Vardy's goals this year or how his goal involvement has been, because he's got... Especially recently, he's had quite a lot of assists. So I think that's Leicester trying to change the game because... Obviously, they won the league on Kante wins ball, pass to Mares over the defence, Vardy goal. Like that's that's how they won the league, yeah. right? They and they got whatever it was, seven one nil wins on the bounce down the stretch, and just and just did it. So they have played a lot more intricate um, passing and those kind of things. Uh, you mentioned injuries. You know, Ricardo Pereira is easily one of the best fullbacks in the entire league. Uh, maybe top five, if not higher. And certainly in terms of his creativity numbers, he's way up there. Yeah, exactly. And also they lost, uh, it was James Madison they lost as well down mm-hmm. the stretch, and he'd been kind of instrumental to them this season. Uh, you know, and when you get key injuries like that, you, you do kind of have to change the structure, and it's rocked. I don't I don't fear for Leicester. I don't fear for Leicester really losing anyone. No. The amount we've spoken about their recruitment process, how they have the succession plan and the ideas. Like Harry Maguire had a phenomenal season for them Mm -hmm. and they sold him for 80 million and no one noticed the difference because they had the replacement, Suyuncu, there, ready to go, bang, step two. And Suyuncu was amazing this season. He was really good. Yeah. So all of those players are not obviously replaceable is the wrong word, but... They they kind of are like they they can they've probably got some people that are there and they know exactly what they're going to do so I don't really fear for them. Uh, we mentioned before about like the relative relative to where they were. You know, Leicester fans will be disappointed, but if you have given them fifth at the start of the season, that's insane. If you asked any Man United fan, would they be celebrating third place behind Man City and Liverpool a year ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago? They'd have probably punched you in the face. It's insane. <laughs> they could be so happy about finishing third. So speaking of, fl- let's not. Hang on, but let me just on, interrupt but... here because I just want to take. Just, let's all interrupt everyone. I just want to take some comments. <laughs> comments from the live chat uh, because oh, we've got hey. some interaction for once. So let's use it. Live. Sam Danby uh, says, and it's live. <laughs> Sam Danby says, uh, Oscar, say congratulations, Liverpool. Just do that. Do that now. Congratulations, Liverpool, on overperforming by twenty-five <laughs> points to get a title. When you should have finished Liverpool, asterisk. Uh, eight points behind Man City on expectation. So, congrats, Liverpool. Sam, you knew that wasn't going to go well, mate. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Emily, your good wife would like to make sure you pronounce it uh, Leicester from now on. Correct. Okay. Um, Sorry. That's a good point. Leicester. And Jeff, this is more one for me and you, Chuck. But Jeff has said uh, it's brilliant that the captions turn Leicester into Leicester as if we're talking about the jockey Leicester Piggott. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's not seeing it as the city. Leicester? Leicester. All right, but let's not linger too much on Leicester. The other half of the top four race conversation is Chelsea and United. And looking forward to next year, I think, for those two teams, how are you guys? I'll leave it to you so I don't ramble for 19 minutes about Chelsea. How are you guys looking at those two teams coming out of this top four race and going into next season? I struggle to understand why us making a comment right now will prevent 19 minutes of Chelsea chat. If I'd have known this a hundred episodes ago, do you not think I would have... What is this magical formula? How does this work? No, no, no. I'm going to let you say something 
and then I'll take my 90 minutes of talking. <laughs> yeah, after. just kicking it, kicking it into the long grass, that's all we Yeah, doing. I just want to get you guys out of the way, and then What's I can go. What's great here is we can, we can really see, because of the listen, the viewer numbers now, <laughs> we can really see the impact Oscar going on about Chelsea really has. <laughs> on, and then we can wonder, hmm, everyone always drops off about 40% of the way. Well, it is also almost commute time in America for those people that are still going to work outside. So let's oh, keep right, that okay. in mind. So that's why there's no Virginians. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's four Virginians. We got an email from the Virginians. Woo! Top four, Chelsea, United, next year. How are you two feeling about them going oh, into the future? Fine, I'll say it. Right. Chelsea, first, first and foremost, if Chelsea don't get rid of Keeper, but whether they just shut the door, change the locks, whatever, whether they drive him to the border, spin him around three times and push him into a bush, whether they pay someone else to take him, that one, that one. Chelsea will that not one. improve. Yes, they, they absolutely have to because Chelsea have made improvements 100%. Timo Werner is there tweeting pictures from him at the last day of the season. Oof, Hakim Ziyech is in, incredibly creative. I worry about the Chelsea Academy products and those kind of things that have happened in the last year. The Ruben Loftus-Cheek, the Tammy Abraham, the Callum Hudson-Odoi, the Mason Mount. I wonder about their well-being and where they're going to go from here, how they take it. It's a pivotal point. But if Chelsea do not restore or replace, sorry, that keeper and have some sort of confidence in the back, it does not matter what they do up front because that spreads through the team. I would go so far as to say... If Chelsea replace their goalkeeper with a good, solid goalkeeper that the defence can have confidence in, that they do not need to strengthen their defence anywhere Ooh. near as much as is thought. That is 100%. Because I know the impact and the difference just having, you know, it's on a different scale, but the difference between having Hennessy in goal and having Guaita in goal. Because once you make huge, high-profile mistakes and that gets in your head, like, it's huge. I'd say... What is happening with Kepa is the kind of the same as what happened to Joe Hart, mm, but without mm-hmm. having all the trophies beforehand. Correct. It's like once that confidence goes, <laughs> that fucks you. And you know what? He should have subbed off for Willie fucking Caballero. Well, so, so that's a good point because on the last day, in the biggest game of the season, with like full Dropped. stop the biggest game of the season, Caballero started in goal. And I wouldn't be surprised if we never see Kepa in a Chelsea jersey again. And there are much, much better journalists and smarter people than me saying that, so I'm confident in that take. So that's, I mean, I, I, I think you're right. I don't think we're going to see Kepa again because, like, how do you recover from getting dropped in a must-win game on the last day of the season? There's no way, no way that any he will ever feel like Frank has any confidence in him again. Not, nor that, nor should Frank because he's gar- he's really bad. Got it. Um, as far as the academy products thing, Mason Mount was the first Chelsea player. I believe, ever, if not in forever and ever, uh, to make 50 appearances in his debut season as an Academy product. Yeah, that's huge. So I'm not worried about him getting minutes next year. He fits in a lot of different places, so I think he's versatile. And I think Frank, like, is his ride or die. Like, he stands uh, Mason Mount. But Tammy, potentially next year, for sure, is looking at competition for minutes with Timo Werner. Um but I think Chelsea, I think that's insane saying that they don't need a keeper. Uh, or rather that if they just get a keeper, that's enough. They are being linked with uh, Oblak from Atletico Madrid, who is mm. amazing. Um, Mate, if, if, if you get Oblak, that's the improvement that Liverpool made with Alisson. Yeah, or De Gea when he was still at his best at United, getting them 20 extra points that year. Yeah, 
Exactly. And that, so you're telling me that that difference is not greater than, like, Chelsea could buy a left back and a right back. Great ones. And if they keep, but if they keep Kepa in goal, I just hate his name as well. I feel awkward every time because I go like, keeper, Kepa, keep Kepa, don't keep Kepa. Fucking sacrifice. Um, uh, the c- Ah, you can't believe that oh, on YouTube, God. can you? <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, no, no more of them. No more. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be, I'm on board with that. The problem, Ian, is that the more beer he has, oh, the more come out. And now he's gonna. <laughs> Chuck, I think you're exactly right. I think that if they don't replace Keppa, they'll be trash. But I don't necessarily think that replacing Keppa is enough. I would love to see a defender or two come in. But I think we've talked enough about Chelsea. Ian, I'll throw it to you now since Chuck got his turn. How are you feeling about Manchester United going into next season? I think the worry is uh, how tired they looked at the end. Solskjaer was... It really didn't want to change his starting eleven. Well, he mm-hmm. couldn't afford to, I guess, because that's the that's the other thing that Man United haven't got, which always traditionally they had is squad depth, mm-hmm. which they've not got any of that now. <laughs> I can't think of many positions where they've got someone who you could genuinely go. That's almost like for like you know you were talking about sort of Chelsea. You've got quite a lot of like for like people in positions where there's not a huge dropping quality to your beat. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't think you can say that about Man United at all. Um, obviously, Bruno's electrified them and um, changed the way they play. And, and it looks like they might hold on to Pogba now as well. So maybe the future's brighter than it potentially was. But I, I still think they've got a lot to do, to be honest. I don't think it's a given that... Sol- Solskjaer's done well, but I don't think it's a given that they're going to be in the same position next season. No, the impact of Fernandez is hugely notable by the fact he was what their man of the match five out of the first six six out of the first seven games he played something like that however with Chelsea getting business done early Mm -hmm. this year and where they are at they are far ahead of United because yes Fernandez was an amazing purchase and it turns out the great person for that role but it took about two years now United, Chelsea, all these teams, they have a packed summer. Like, by the time the European stuff finishes, they've probably got, what, two and a half, three weeks until the Premier League starts. Now, the window goes on longer, but in this economy as well, where teams need money and they know clubs like Man United have got money, does that mean if they want their players, they're going to hold out for even longer, which is what has happened in the past? Because United want to play you know, want to go low and get people for cheap. But everyone knows, hey, you're pretty much one of the richest clubs in the world. We're going to charge you as much as we possibly can. You know, it's why Harry Maguire, he was an £80 million defender, but he can't choose that price tag. That was Leicester going, well, we don't want him to go. We don't need to sell him for any, any money. So £80 million. And they negotiated for ages and ages, but they just went, no, we want £80 million. Right. And so, you know, it paid it in the end because that's what happens. So I would worry for the next season, if there is genuinely a cogent four-year plan, maybe five-year plan, and they are going to take their time, 
because they have, you know, Mason Greenwood's incredible and Solskjaer says that he is one of the best natural finishers he's ever seen and the best finisher at the club. He's an amazing natural finisher. You've got to, absolutely got to agree with that. The speed at which, we've said it before, but the speed at which he makes decisions before defenders mm-hmm. have always, already seen he's got the ball, it's, it's quite something. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. His sharpness of mind is what is most exciting about him. I yeah, think. his soccer brain is years older than his body. And when his body catches up, and I see yeah. that a bit with Tammy Abraham as well. He's they both kind of still look like almost the way puppies are kind of clumsy because they haven't <laughs> fully grown into their bodies yet. Yeah, like Tammy looks like a baby giraffe that just learned how to walk, and and you see that with a lot of the English youngsters right now, all the teenagers at Arsenal, at United, at Chelsea. Like they have the footballing brains of people who, if they can put the pieces together, will be elite to the level that English players haven't been since like the nineties. I think. It's potentially an exciting time to be English for you guys. I'm just saying. It's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> coming home. World Cup 2032 coming Speaking home. Speaking of generational English talents, Jesse Lingard, 98th minute goal. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, boy. That's right. Oh, I hate the guy. I hate him so much. <laughs> I hate him. I love that he cost that stupid idiot a load of money, the guy that bet on Jesse Lingard not to get a goal or assist for the whole season. Because I, I was absolutely with you on slating that guy who... So if anyone didn't see this, someone put... It was, it was literally like a £3 bet on, wasn't it? £3 on 66 to 1, yeah. Lingard not to score. Not to score or, or, or assist. assist all season. And, uh, yeah, you were slated him quite rightly because it's like, one, if you're going to put that bet on, you put a decent amount on so you're actually going to win something proper. Uh, Two, if you didn't lay the bet, he's an idiot. But I will give him some credit because not only did Paddy Power say they'll pay out on it and they paid out on the bet because they felt sorry for him he then <laughs> he then donated it to black lives matter hey so you've got a I, I i know you didn't know that chuck but uh yeah you've got to give him props for that that's uh, that's some good stuff i'll give there. him props i'm not i'm still not liking jesse lingard i will not concede that <laughs> if lingard doesn't score that goal this guy never gets to have that ridiculous bet almost barely pay out in the 98th minute <laughs> which means that it never gets the publicity, which means that he never donates that money to Black Lives Matter. He puts that shit in his pocket because no one ever knows about it. So really what happened was Jesse Lingard made a massive donation or some size donation, unclear. I'm sure he can expect his doctorate from the University of Manchester in the fucking post. (laughs) That's the same as feeding the kids, isn't it, Oscar? It sure is. All right, so what's next on the rundown? Well, who finished second? That's next, isn't it? Top four. Like, let's let's go upwards because you've got we've got to get. Oh, props you want? And... I meant the race for top four. We can do the whole top four if you want, but we've talked about City and Liverpool a fucking ton. I think we I think we ought to mention the team that should have won and the team that did win. I think that's it's an end of season special. Huh? Crystal Palace <laughs> actually yeah, should have won. This lends itself naturally to the Burnley of the Year conversation, so I think we could probably just put it in there. So we're gonna put the live jingle in there. So who's gonna who's gonna sing the Hovis? It's almost like this is live. <laughs> do, 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 well, I figured do, you guys do, would because it's your. Well, you're spoiling it, Oscar, by talking you're over it. it. Oh, okay, okay. Oscar, can you just do the music in the background, please? <laughs> I don't, my phone is recording. Fine, forget let it. Me throw, Ian, let me throw it. Forget to you. it. Oh, ooh, they're oh. better than they ought to be. Barely of the year. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Production. Excellent work. All right. Well, as you can tell from the jingle, it is time to give out the first ever Burnley of the Year. He still award. pauses as if the jingle's coming in. <laughs> no, 
No, I just pause for dramatic effect. I'm a big muscle, dramatic muscle person. Memory. <laughs> muscle memory says a lot. And it's weird that we just started going into our normal aside, and then it was just like, oh wait, this is, there's people watching this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is all the bits that Ian cuts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, this is way faster than normal because yeah, we we're are like rattling. 50% of the way through the running order. <laughs> well, it's because there's no rapid fire news, so things go faster when there's yeah. no rapid fire. <laughs> oh, preaching uh, to the choir, buddy. Okay. All right, well, as you can tell from that jingle, it is time to hand out our first ever Burnley of the Year award. That is not, by the way, in case you are wondering, with a caveat ready to go. I know my wife might be listening to the live stream, so she might have this question. Among other people, that is not an award for the game it's that was Spider-Man left-footed. Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man is not left-footed. This is not an award for the worst single Burnleying, but rather the most Burnley team that captures the essence of what it is to be a Burnley. I will throw to you guys two, three nominees, and if. You can't decide between the two of you. I will be the deciding vote. So this isn't stat facts. We're not doing this on stat facts. Yes, we're yes, yes. I'm about God. to tell you what the stat facts are. It's fully All stat right. facts. So, so we're going to go with feeling, and then you're going to tell us we're wrong. Yes. Okay, so let me tell you the three nominees. The first nominee for Burnley of the Year 2019-2020 is... The team that finished the furthest away from their expected position in the table, and that is Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur, 49.26 on expected points, finishing 59 points, so 10 full points above expectation, so that's kind of against them, but, or rather, yeah, 10 points above expectation, and they finished, they should have been 13th, and they finished 6th. That's Jose Mourinho. Yay! Getting his players to not play like a bunch of stupid bleep. Thank you. <laughs> Nominee number two, Newcastle United. 31.9 on XG. Actual points, 44. So finishing a full 12 points above expectation. I bring them up because they were the worst team in the league on XG. Should have been relegated by a country mile. Finished in 13th. So getting away with one right there. Can I just say, I'm, I've am i just shared this YouTube link on Facebook, and I'm very glad that you just bleeped your own C-word because my mother-in-law's in the chat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so if you had a self-bleep there, we might have been in serious trouble. Uh, apologies to Ian's mother-in-law for the vile things that we will inevitably say. All right. Our third nominee for Burnley of the Year is the one, the only, you can't get away from it. You know what I'm about to say. That's right. It's Liverpool Football Club. Finishing a full 25 points above their expectation. Is that a whole Norwich above expectation? Uh, you could fit a Norwich in there. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a full Norwich or two derbies in old money. <laughs> How many shillings was it to a derby? I can't, uh, I can never I remember. Think it was, I think it was three, I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. Half, okay. a, half a Sunderland. Um, <laughs> oh, Liverpool, 25. You won the league. Oh, they did. I mean, it's it's Liverpool, isn't it? It's Liverpool. Liverpool were the Burnley of the year. No one wants it. They defied all expectations. They played. They just, they got efficient, effective football. That just, they realised that doing this glamorous play and running up scores, trying to score five, then conceding seven, like... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know what I mean. 
that it just wasn't really a good way to win the league. So they just, you know, bought defenders. Uh, to be fair, they won the league with Adrian playing a load of games. So that's quite good. But yeah, I'm going Liverpool. Liverpool's my Burnley of the year. All right, Ian, where are you going with this? How are you feeling? My gut, my gut feel. I mean, obviously it's Liverpool. We know it's Liverpool. We know you're going to say it's Liverpool, and the stats probably say it's Liverpool. But oh, maybe not. Okay, do we? but do we? my it's gut feeling. One. It's going to be a fourth one. He hasn't no, mentioned no, 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 it. It's no, no. I wouldn't be, do that. It's going to be Palace. <laughs> Palace was almost in there because they were also really, really fucking bad and finished higher than they should have been. But I would say, I would say Newcastle. We, I think we're forgetting how down we all were on Newcastle at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're talking about Alan Saint Maximum. Well, apart from one player, yeah, but we were very much down on Steve Bruce and how it's going to be and how terrible they're going to play, and that's largely true. But they finished, what What was their finishing? Uh, 14th, 13th, something like that? 13th. It feels like a Burnley, and it feels like 13th. a... 13th. Oh, it feels like Paris. a Burnley, and we were all saying how bad they were going to be. You've already said their XG is lowest in the league. My gut feeling is Newcastle. And the winner is Newcastle Football Club. Yes. Mr. Stimson, you are exactly Get right. In. That is the Very spirit good. of a Burnley. Congratulations, Tottenham, on not winning a shit award as well. <laughs> it doesn't get more Burnley than finishing mid-table when you were the worst team in the fucking league. They should be gone <laughs> to the championship. I'm considering renaming it the Newcastle of the Week next year. Who knows? We'll see. There, No one will be as Burnley as Burnley was for like four Let's years see. in a row there. But Well, although if... Yeah, I suppose if, especially if Sean Dyche does leave Burnley, that means Burnley are no longer a Burnley. Is he? Is he the essence of Burnley? He is. He is the living, breathing. They, heart he's of like proper. Like they love him up there. They love him so with much. good reason. Yeah, to be fair, especially you know he took over from Eddie Howe, so <laughs> win. Um, yeah, that happened. I'll hand it off to you guys because I don't know what's next in the rundown, and it's not my my job is done here. Can I just? I mean. Can I say something that will piss off a load of Liverpool fans? Yes, please. Not that they're going to be listening now. But I will put it to you, gentlemen, that Liverpool will be the least memorable champions that there's ever been. Uh, no, not even a little bit. <laughs> I will not entertain this. What's no. been the most... Men- no, <laughs> They're the champions after 30 years during the coronavirus interrupted <laughs> season. Everyone is going to remember this. There's no fucking way that anyone doesn't remember this. <laughs> Coronavirus takes over. Bang. Liverpool, right. They've won the league after 30 years. Well, they probably should have. Like, they were dominant way before that for ages. They've had a ton of chances. They've just done fuck all. Blackburn was incredible. They'll be remembered about that. Leicester, Leicester, to Leicester became a verb. That's how good it is. (laughs) Right. Arsenal, invincibles. Uh. Like, that's impressive. Liverpool this season? Oh, they didn't lose a home game. Well... They did draw one, which meant that Sunderland still has that record. Um, so Arsenal's more impressive. Chelsea under Mourinho were just one of an incredibly strong defensive team and held points records, all this kind of stuff, and still have the record for least goals conceded in a season, mm-hmm. Oscar? Question yep, mark? That's right. I think yeah, it was 12. Like 15? 12, I think. 12. One goal in every three games conceded. Man City, dominant, several managers. Over recent times, points records, those kind of things. And Manchester United, the reason they are the biggest club in the world is because they dominated English football for so long. And that's what made the league. Whereas Liverpool, nah. Okay. None of what you said is wrong. (laughs) 
And I think that's the conversation about them being like right. one of the greatest teams of all time. Which means it's right. Which, and despite also, the fact that they the got 99... They keep posing, the fact they keep posing with three or four trophies, like, you didn't win these trophies in the same season. You didn't. <laughs> like, you can't say you won a double or a triple or a treble or anything. All those trophies were last season. doesn't matter that it happened in, like, the end of... It's the end. The Club World Cup was last year. Champions League, last year. Whatever. You've, you won the Premier League. You got binned out of the League Cup, binned out of the FA Cup, binned out of the Champions League. This is a remarkable diatribe against the champions. <laughs> Just, I'm trying to do, defend them, for the record. <laughs> I know you're trying. I know, I know. Do you, I mean, so you don't subscribe to uh, Graham Souness' point of view that uh, he's got Probably a not. little chubby for them and that it's, they're going to go on. Of course he does. <laughs> they're going to go on did you see him with Virgil van Dijk it was almost embarrassing fanboying after the like when he oh, came over for his interview yeah I heard you're about just, this oh you're, you're just something to watch you just uh, it was just brilliant <laughs> brilliant Soon-less. lots of stuff is something to watch come on mate you've won five neighbours, league titles neighbours is something to watch <laughs> true true but um, yeah so you don't subscribe to that at all that they might that this might be legacy building this might be a decade of of, uh, no, oh, fuck off. No, this is the end I, of this. The fact that, yeah, the fact that it's the build up was so long and the age of the club and the fact that we're talking about stuff like Mane going, what's going to happen with Salah, yeah. Firmino becoming a defensive striker. Yeah, what does that mean? I think they need players. They need. Yeah, no, this is, this is the capstone to an amazing era for this Liverpool squad winning the Champions League and then. You know, setting we joke and we joked a lot at the end of last season, but the third most points of all time last year, and then ninety nine points this year, which I think is like fourth or fifth most. It's it's up there, and like no one actually cares about XG other than like me and the five people on Twitter who talk about it all the time. People will look at the ninety nine points, um, and I think with everything else they'll be remembered. But I I definitely am with Chuck on. I would like slightly amend it and say that they will not be in any conversations for one of the best Premier League teams of all time. I don't even honestly think they cr- crack the top five, despite the 99 points. I think they were genuinely a more impressive team last year. Yeah, definitely. They, they were. It was a workmanlike performance to get across the line, and they deserve it through merit of the fact that they didn't fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what, you know, we, we joked about the stumble for, you know, Chelsea, Man United, like Man United celebrating massively the fact they finished third. Like that's, uh, you know, yes, it's a big turnaround, but that's still, you know, they weren't close to that. Man City just biffed it, like with several losses, they never really strung together a long period of wins or a dominant force where they just get that world beating momentum going. Like they just didn't have that. Tottenham, Arsenal, like more anonymous than they've ever been mm. for years. Like those are problems for it. A club like Wolves is incredibly impressive and that's kind of there. But it was just that Liverpool just kind of did what they needed to do and just kind of went. And it was almost like a, in a way, it was like a team that had won it loads of times before and just kind of knew what they had to do to win in that way. So in that way, yes, it does have elements of being impressive. But I think last year they were they were better in terms of the way they played. And the numbers kind of show that, you know, when you overperform that wildly. Yeah, and we were rewatching, or I guess, I, I realized we had never finished the Man City documentary. So we were watching it like two days ago or a day ago, the last two episodes. And there was one part where Pep had a, on the screen projected like, yes, we secured the title, but there's still like a few games to play. And these are all the things that we can still play for. 
Mm. And it was like most goals, most points, most home, you know, whatever all those fucking records that that one team set. Um, which, by the way, in that PowerPoint, all of the names except one were Chelsea because we used to have all the records until that fucking Man City team. But anyway, this Liverpool team will never, ever come close to being talked about the way that that City team was, other than by Liverpool fans. Because if you put up... They were in on pace and on track for all of those records at some point, And they just fucking fucked off. They were like, yeah, no, nah, we're going to win, so we're good. And like that was evidenced on the last day of the season. They threw out, like, what, Mane didn't start, Salah didn't start. It, it was FPL Femina rotation. Didn't night. Start. Yeah. And would, could you ever see a Pep squad doing that? Like, Pep rotates, but it's because he has squad depth. He doesn't run the fucking scrubs out there on the last day of the season when they could be going for more glory. Yeah, exactly. They've still got they've still got Champions League to play for, and they still wanted, you know, the stat went out that they were two goals off of 100. They were, Sterling was going for the golden boot. KDB was going for the assist record. You know, they, they were still going for things, like clearly from that team selection. Yeah, this City team scoring 100 goals is like second most ever, third most ever. I remember when Chelsea in 2010 broke it to 103, they were the first team to break 100. And there's very, very, very few teams that have broken 100 goals. And this fucking City team breaking 100 goals to come in second place is like such a travesty. It's so <laughs> So sad. do you both think that next season the positions get flipped? No. Man City, no? I think next season Liverpool finish third or fourth. Oh. Oh, do you think it's that steep? They are on the wrong side of the age curve, and that shit goes fast for those types of players. Wow. I would say, would you say, though, because I, I understand what you're saying, but that when you say it's like a third place, but all the teams are far more bunched together? Yes, absolutely. I think it's going to be really close. I think, I'm, I mean, the conversation we were having about Chelsea and United, right? I think Chelsea are going to buy a keeper. I think they're probably going to invest a little bit in the defense. And so that's going to make Chelsea a genuine title contender next year. I have extremely reminiscent vibes of the 2014 summer where we brought in Fabregas and Costa. And those were like the last two missing pieces. And we fucking ran riot on the league that next year. I think City are still going to be just as good because they have a lot of constantly turning over. Like David Silva's leaving, but they got Bernardo Silva ready to go. They're going to sign Foden. some people. Phil Foden. Yeah, they have a lot. They constantly have turnover. I think if United can go out and get depth, they will be in the title conversation also. They have the best defense or one of the best defenses. We don't talk about that enough, mostly because Chuck is just like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna admit that I shoot that down every time I bring it up. But United have an excellent defense. Like one of the best defenses. He's great. (laughs) They got one great defender. (laughs) And Liverpool Liverpool are on the way down. They actually you'll love this, I just closed the tab. Liverpool are on the way down. Let me tell you, they finished less than a point above Chelsea on expectation. I will just say to their defence, there's they can't finish up from here. No, no, Yaz was wrong. Um, yeah. Here's the expected points for the season, Ian, just to help ease your mind into the idea that Liverpool might finish third or fourth. Liverpool had 74.2, Chelsea had 73.5, less than a point ahead. And United were at 71, so like less than three points behind that. Okay. It was right there this year, and that's without Chelsea having Timo Werner and Hakim Ziyech. Third and fourth just seems outside for me. I just second I can put up with. I just don't see it. I'd really like you know we went on about the championship before and how Watford and Bournemouth are relegated to it. There's another mention. Um, <laughs> you got another about, bit? about about how there was so much. They're all downstairs in the fridge. Sorry, man. Um, there there was narrative at both ends, and 
fortuitous happenstance meant that tops were playing bottoms and it was just chaos and great and fun. I just love, like, how many years now has the last day of the season just been shit? 2012 was the last really dramatic one that I can remember. Yeah, it, it's cool that there's stuff going, like, there's games going on at the same time so you can kind of follow. But when there's no real narrative or, or excitement or whatever, like, it's... You really want... I really want something for once. Well, I think next year it's going to be a tight race for those four teams, honestly. I hope so. I mean, it'll be fun, but I just... I. Pep's going to identify exactly what's wrong with Man City and fix it. Oh, they'll have already had that. Yeah, absolutely. They've had six of those meetings already. And I think Chelsea are a longer uh, and Man United are a longer work in progress. That's all I think. I think I think Chelsea and Man United might be mm. two or three years away from being like elite right yeah, up there. You know, whereas Man Man City and Liverpool, I think, will be fighting out for a couple of years. I don't know, man. Don't sleep on Timo Werner. He's going to be the best striker in the league. And having that elite of a player makes a huge, huge difference. I don't think that's... I knew, I knew that was instantly what you are going to jump at the second he said it. But I think I think it just means in terms of, like, like there's potential there. Because, because of how Frank is, like, he's still not established in the way he is. And there isn't enough to, to speak to your kind of the things that get you going, there is enough data to kind of build as to what kind of manager he is, especially over a longer period with a team. So there's a good chance next year that, you know, we say about Chelsea winning, but Chelsea could win the league next year with overperforming, like they mm-hmm, could mm-hmm. overperform more. And that could end up being a kind of lucky thing. Same, like if United do maybe get some things, like it's kind of close because of, like you said, the expected. But then it's, then from there... I would see Chelsea improving, let's say, and get closer to their expected for then the second season from now. Right. Should things carry on and they progress and they invest and do those things. The same as United. But like you said, potentially then Liverpool could drop down from there. Sorry, in the chat, Jeff Pedder says uh, Timo Werner is not going to be the best striker in the league. Who, who do we think Jeff is? That's Harry Kane is. Harry Kane scored on the last day, so there's that. Kane's back. We gave that award last oh, week, didn't Speaking we? of Harry Kane on the last day, that's a perfect transition. Let's go to FPL. Uh, so yeah. I am retired officially. Uh, we'll get to the uh, other I need stuff, the toilet. I'll see you in a minute, yeah? I need toilet. Just go to toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just go to toilet. Oh, he's not going to leave, is he? Yeah. No, because he's an absolute bottle job <laughs> going to the toilet. Just like he's a bottle job in FPL. Oh. Uh, Chuck, we'll give you your moment in a sec. I'm just going to say I'm officially retired. Thanks for the memories, FPL. If it wasn't for that shit, I wouldn't have found you two and this podcast. Did take a points hit, as promised, to bring in Kane on the last day of the season. I went KDB and Jesus to Sterling and Kane, so it was a points hit for worse points. Oh, dear. A classic Oscar pointless points hit. And I'm done. That's it. A Puente pointless points hit. Ian. Yes. Would you like to say anything nice about Chuck? Do I say congratulations to Chuck the way I had to say congratulations to Liverpool? (laughs) I absolutely will, though it sticks in my incredibly large throat. Uh, Congratulations, Chuck. Uh, Thank you. Two wins over me is something to be proud of. To be fair, especially it it is just and like the only reason I get so excited about it is just because like I was so shit FBL for so long and you you are good so it's like you you've just had two fallow years that have definitely intersected with us starting a podcast like that, I'm, yeah. I'm not this good at FBL it's just it turns out that not overthinking your team is helpful 
<laughs> Not for me, apparently, because all the time I've spent editing this podcast, I could have been thinking about my FPL team. But... No, but that would have made you even worse. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Okay, okay. He's, he's still not getting it, Chuck. He's, you're going to have to start <laughs> so just, just the full rundown of scores, uh, just for us. Like, Oscar, you know, you retire on uh, 2073. So I've always aimed for an average of 50 points a week. Okay. That's what I aimed for last season and what I just I wanted to improve on that this that year. That is such a palace target, Jesus. <laughs> 50, mate, you average fifty points a week in FBL. Like if you're gonna compare yourself to all the fucking massive FBL nerds on Twitter, like people that take it far, far <laughs> too seriously and start abusing people that do other people favours and like, oh, I, I actually have some genuine team news and I'm going to share it. And then when I don't have it, I'm going to take a load of abuse. <laughs> I'm talking about those pricks, yeah. those absolute fucking dickheads. <laughs> um, as to like them doing that, like they can fucking suck it. But <laughs> to enjoy like enjoy your team. Oscar takes all the points hits and it's great. But it really helps because Oscar finishes on 2073, which is an average of some points per week. Uh, Ian, Ian Stimson, third out of four, uh, 2,247 points. Not bad. Solid. The podcast, the podcast community team, the first year we did this, and uh, it was pretty fun, wasn't it? It was, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was just getting going really good, and then Project Restart happened. Project Oscar happened, yeah. Hey, we had a fantastic season plus Thanks to my excellent actually paying attention to and using as spreadsheets FPL tactics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, the only re- I like that the only reason you're stopping playing from FPL is because you figured out in your head, you figured out a way that means you'll win it. So you're just like, that <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be fun, so I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> it's the yes. ultimate caveat. The ultimate caveat. It's just the absolute peak Oscar. <laughs> it's just like I'm just gonna put this absolute caveat in here, asterisks that like if I wanted to win this, I would. Uh, but yeah, pretty much. Finished... I don't care about where I finish. I just wanted to come up with like an algorithm and a metric. <laughs> and then I did. And I'm like, okay, FPL done. Save. Take the game out of the cartridge the cartridge disc out of the console. Put the next thing in. I'm done with FPL. Like, Yeah. Uh, actually, shout out before before I do move on to actually the pod. Shout out Ian without a free hit on the last game of the season. AE. 83 points. Minus, you took a 83 minus four. Minus four. four. Yeah, I, t- I took in that early Liverpool team news that Trent and Salah weren't playing. And oh, I gotcha. took one of what will go down in FPL history as one of the greatest hits ever. Uh, I got rid of Trent and Salah to get in uh, Son and Dina. So uh, that went oh. super well. Um, I'd have probably been better just leave. I don't know who I'd have got off the bench if I'd have just left it. Foden's points and. Justin probably, but uh, yeah, not not a great hit, but whatever. Um, ultimately, though, the captain choice was what ended ended on a good run. I cracked the top 150k. That's where all the cool kids want to be. Uh, well known as that standard of FPL top 150k. Not good, not good. I need to I need to recover next season. I mean, I've I've gone from so the last season was a 600k. This season is 150k. That's up. Well, that is up, but you know. I've I've finished in top ten k. This is this is foolish. This is kids. <laughs> you finished in top ten k when there are only nine thousand players. Fuck off! That was only a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so the podcast team finished. Uh, we did a free hit, Ian. Yeah, I took care of that one. Yeah, Ian did that free hit. Yeah, fifty fifty seven points. That oh, was good. Oh, and dear. then they oh pod finished two two five four, and then ladies and gentlemen. 
with a free hit that didn't go free shit. <laughs> 72 points, finishing on 2265, which is 53 points ahead of my best ever season. So I'm very happy with myself. It's Chuck. I think um, you've got to go down as the chipmaster this season, definitely. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They call me the chipmunk because <laughs> I, Famously. of course, bench boost it the first week and the first week in Project Restart because yeah. if you could have an Oscar fought this so much because I had like a backup keeper and those kind of things. And <laughs> I, I just thought if you if you have the opportunity to wildcard and bench boost in the same week, like just bin everything off. So I went for it and I can't remember what I got in it. It was like 142. It was in yeah, it was insanely high. In that yeah. week and you know, we in like the always cheating league, 141, sorry, that in the always cheating league, which is like incredibly competitive. Like they're they're such good guys, and and the amount of people that follow them is phenomenal. And I in their league was the top scorer that week, and that was just kind of that propelled me to to sort to kind of sort my season out. Really, mm. without that, you know, if I'd have had let's say a bench boost, you normally want to look for what like a hundred points. Yeah, yeah, break a you know, hundred. You're laughing. Yeah, take off forty, and uh, FPL Twitter wins, and I'm third. You know, but. I won FPL Twitter, so thanks, guys. <laughs> Cheers. And I won Season Plus by two points. Yes. Ugh, that last week really did. We were tied going into the last week of the Season Plus. But anyway, where did things finish off in the Patreon League? Right? We have a Miles Offside Patreon League. We did. Well, I won that as well. Okay, congratulations. Who got second? Well, the top three was... And this is why I'm confused, because, like, Ian plays seriously... And like no stuff, but there's a lot of people out there that know a lot more stuff than us, and we were both in the top three with the pod. So, uh, but Mark Daffin, uh, propping up the league, uh, he was fighting with you at the bottom there, Oscar, for quite a while. Man, man loves a hit, man loves a hit. Oh, so many points hits. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the man after my own spirit, huh? Yeah, just had the worst luck in the world, like. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. I had three weeks where if you combined by bench, I got 80 points, I think, or something like that, like 78. Like That was good. At points to spare. Points to spare. So many points to spare. Uh, in eighth place out of nine is Oscar Puente. Then above him, Nate Whittam. Then Big Sam Van Dam Sambi. Shout out. He's watching. <laughs> there he is. Uh, then the GP, Jeff Penner. Andy Penpraise above. And then Ian, the Miles Offside podcast team. And me. So, well done, mate. Yay. Thanks for a fantastic season as well. It's been great, uh, the interaction with everyone uh, and getting votes on polls. Um, in true Miles Offside podcast team fashion. Sorry, Mark's just coming on the chat. 116 points in hits. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wait, can I look that up? I wonder what mine is. Wait, one sec. So if I put in 116 <laughs> points of points hits, that puts him sixth. <laughs> Above Sam Danby, <laughs> above Nate Whitham, above Oscar P. Oh, I now knight you, sir. Hits a lot. His anaconda don't want none unless he got buns, hun. <laughs> oh, good work, Mark. Good work. Absolutely. Oscar, you found your points hits yet? I think you probably no, on the bell. How do you do that? You, I'm going to my transfer history? Game week history, and then you kind of have to add them up as you go. Oh, I can't do that. So, oh, for God's <laughs> sake, you, you work ma- with numbers. You do math for you a living. Maths for a living, that's literally what you do. All right then, well, i tell you what, while you look at that, <laughs> shall we talk about the one that they all want? The one that's been going all season. 
The one that, due to various administration constraints, <laughs> i.e. Laziness. Lethargy. <laughs> he doesn't have any, any energy to adapt a spreadsheet, but he does have energy for jingles. It's time for the final of the... Predictor League, leave our predictions where people gave us their predictions at the start of the season to see where all the Premier League teams will finish from 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, <laughs> Watford, Bournemouth, 20, <laughs> and they're going down. It's time for the Predictor League. Yeah. Good stuff. Right. Predictor League. The song describes it all, but <laughs> In case you guys you didn't gave us get it. your predictions <laughs> yeah. at the start of the year. Where teams to finish? Who thought where they would go? Did anyone predict Watford and Bournemouth going down? I did, but I didn't put it in the spreadsheet. <laughs> and we have, well, we, Ian, updated it for the last time. Typical admin. Um, I don't have the whole league here. Oh, though, did I not Ian. send you the whole league? No, but I think, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, in last place is uh, Johnny Worthington. Oh, Johnny. Uh, yeah. Uh, Norwich fan. Oh yeah, I've Norwich. Forgot about that. Norwich yeah. and Liverpool fan, uh, which is a bit weird. Mm. <laughs> Bookend. Uh, okay. Above him um, is I'm trying to figure out from who is missing someone. No one. Then <laughs> no one cares. This is it's about everyone. Everyone's shit. Like we're all crap this year. Last year it was like twenty, twenty-two. The winning score is sixty. Uh, but Momo FPL, FPL Nicola, Jack Saunders, Ian Stimson, and Chuck Bailey, seventy points. We are down there in joint twelfth. And fewer points is good because you get you get points when you are way off. If you're ten, if you're ten places off, you get ten points. Exactly. <laughs> Johnny Johnny Worthington's just in the chat, just gone. Damn. <laughs> you knew it was coming it was inevitable Uh, Carmen and Johnny OG on 68 points then above that we have Oscar's wife Emily and Dan Parkinson on 66 points then Joe Bloom and the one the only Peterborough legend Carabao Cup Victor (laughs) the one the only Finley Stimson Finley will be very happy you beat me yeah Six point, yeah. I'm not. I mean, we were laughing last year because Oscar was last mm. and got beaten by a child. And yet, I'm not rubbing it in when you two guys lose to a nine year old. Yeah. So Joe Bloom and Finley, and then in true uh, mock fashion, there's a four way tie for second <laughs> and one winner. Uh, yeah. So admin, who's the winner? Yeah, unfortunately, it's worst to first. And even though last year he was awful and go- going for... Oh, Adam P. Adam P's in 17th. I've just realised. <laughs> and Dave Dave Mateo. Oh, no, Dave Mateo's there. Never mind. Adam P. Adam P, who at one point in the season was 100 points away from getting the league. He right. broke the 100 mark. He did. Oscar was going for it last year, but Oscar wins on 60. So two years in a row, one of us... Yeah. Has won the league. My game, never won it. Um, (laughs) uh, So Ian won it last year. And what that means is, is that we obviously don't take the prize. We don't? Damn, there's a Christmas sweater I want to (laughs) buy. Yeah, well, it's July. Uh, So, Oscar, you don't get anything. But we had a four-way tie. And like we said, the winner is settled. The tiebreaker is who entered first. So in fifth place is Lynn. Lynn, who I believe is 
Yes, Ian, she Ian's uh, she works at Sky Sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she also entered way past the deadline. I remember because I was annoyed about that illegal entry. <laughs> yep. So technically, delete. Uh, <laughs> above that, fourth place, the wonder from down under, Mr. Dave Matteo. Oh, well played, Dave. Well played. Good game. In third place. Oh, these are all nice people, so it's such a shame. <laughs> In third place is Pad Full. Oh, Pad, yeah, lovely bloke. I don't really have any more words to say apart from it's the big man Van Dam Sam Danby. There you go, mate. Winning on 62 points, winning himself a £51 gift card for, for a club, the club of his shop choice, of whichever brackets. Norwegian team he supports. Molder. <laughs> That's a team. And uh, Well played, Sam. Yeah. That's it. Well done. We'll be doing that for another season, probably. Admin. I was worried it would get too big last year uh, after we did it. Less entrance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we should yeah. say to Sam, gratulated. <laughs> oh, God. He knows what it means. No one else needs to. Does he? We'll, we'll soon see. He's in the chat. Yeah, did I say that well enough that he knows what word it was? I'm very curious. Well, hang on. He said, he said his, uh, his team this year is... Bo- oh, it's got it's got a weird uh, strike through the O. Uh, Bodo- oh, that means you don't say it. It means the letter's cancelled. Oh, so <laughs> you're just. <laughs> I nearly believed you and went Bodo. <laughs> it's actually pronounced stop sign. Bidet. Yeah. Yeah. The stop Joke sign. Glimped. I'm not even going to try. He's a Liverpool fan. We all know what's happening. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Um, well then, that was the predictor league. Yeah. Speaking of preseason predictions. Indeed. So let's get going on the the, the real quiz because FPL was just a sideshow. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So far, I'm the only one who's retained my title. Yeah, I need. I I won this last year, so I need you to retain this. Predictions? No, I won predictions. No, yeah, Trump won predictions. I got the. Go- I won predictions. I got that's, the goals like spot on. That's what won me. Seems it. like a rewrite of history. I, you won. You won predictor league. You won mm. predictor league. Mm, yeah, I might. Oscar mm. won. Oh. Yeah, let's consult far. What did um, Oscar win? Fantrax. Os- yeah, mm. we only did that this year. The gaffer, <laughs> that gaffer tapes draft league that slowly transitioned cool. into our draft league this year. So many straws you're sure clutching you at. Something. <laughs> so, anyway, so we sent off uh, some predictions to Dave Mateo, some predictions for the season. Uh, and so did some of our listeners as well got got involved, which was really good. So I'll pick out some notable ones. I am reading these for the first time because my wife uh, collated uh, these and did the points based on what uh, Dave Matteo said. So we've we've got points based on the predictions we made, and then I'll just pick out some notable ones right, from okay. our listeners. So, so the what first were the categories. The first category. I'll go through them category by category. So the first okay. the first Suspense. one uh, was who would be the golden boot winner now out of everyone who predicted only one person said vardy and that was dave stateo himself he nailed vardy uh we everyone else picked people who were there or thereabouts there were no crazy ones but uh the three of us chuck you went for sterling oh did i and me i don't know mate and me and oscar went for salah uh, so the way uh, we've scored that is that you get the amount of points based on the amount of goals your person scored. So Chuck, that puts you on twenty. Oscar and me, nineteen. Oh yes, come on, retain that title, baby. Okay, so the next thing, 
total number of cards in the Premier League? I have no idea where this number should be. Like, if you told me to guess right now, I could say 200 or I could say 878. And either one seems equally likely to me. I have no idea what the number is. Who did that lot? Was it Johnny Worthington last year that said, like, 200? And then we realised that that meant that it was, like, less than one card a game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, he sees the good in people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. Shout out Johnny Worthington. He's watching as well. This he is, is yeah. weird. He is. So the, um, the total amount of cards this season was 1,329. Fucking A. Last year I put 1,300. I remember that. This year you put 1,350. Wow. <laughs> very Suck close. That is very close. 21 away. I'll take that. That gives you 17 points on the trademarked Dave Mateo right. scoring system. Oh, na- what? Did Oscar do this? What? I'm 21 away, so I get 17 points. <laughs> Don't ask me. What? Now, me and Oscar guessed within a card of each other. Oscar went for 1,299 and I went for 1,300. So that puts us in the same range as you, Chuck. So we both wow. got 17 points for that. As Naturally, well. because in the same range and when you've got the same different points that you've guessed, you would get the same score. Chill out, mate. Um, Adam P thought it'd be a crazy year for cards. He had 1,683. Well, we knew Arsenal signed David Luiz. <laughs> <Should we? laughs> True. Fair, fair play. Base it on the knowledge you've got. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carmen, bless her. Very trusting. 935. Uh, I wonder if but... the season had gotten cut off at the... Season plus, if Carmen would be, like, spot on. I wonder how many cards got given out post-lockdown. Did we not have to predict... Did we not put in the... There was going to be a pandemic stop? Was that not one of the predictions? <laughs> well, let's see, let's see if one of the... Because there was a crazy prediction category. Let's see, let's see if anyone predicted a fucking global shutdown. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I don't, There'll I, be some serious questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> there will be, yeah. Absolutely. The next thing was the total number of goals. Okay. Now, the total number of goals this year was slightly down on last year. It was 1,000 th- uh, 1,034. Sorry. 1,034. Okay. Now, let's go for notable... Let's have a look. Notable predictions. Johnny Worthington, 12. <laughs> no, Johnny wasn't Come that far away. 1,172. He wasn't too yeah, far away. Yeah, Worthers is good. He's good at stuff. But uh, Adam P was a good 300 out. 1,341. I mean... Adam, there's not still 24 teams in the league, mate. I, I don't know, <laughs> with your cards year, and your goals, you were... Wasn't last year like a record for the number of goals scored or like one yeah, of I the highest the worst, yeah, in the Premier yeah. League? Yeah, it was only slightly down on last year, to be honest, because there were some big fix, uh, big uh, goal-scoring mm. fixtures, weren't there? Um, City at the end do like 5-0, 5-0, 7-6, like, fuck. So between us three, so reminder, it was 1,034 goals. 1,034. Okay. So the furthest away was Oscar with 1,099. Wow. That's not that bad. We're in 65. Seven points for you. Naturally. 65 equals seven. Next nearest. So it was 1,034 and I went for 1,040. Wow. So I was six goals off. And you were second? Yeah. 18 points. Fucking A, Chuck. God damn it. We're never going to hear the end of this. deduction? With one goal out, 
1035. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, barely missed out on the bonus points, but he gets 19 points. Shit. I mean, ah. Oh, what were the bonus points for getting spot on? It must have been like, surely you get like triple. You would have got five bonus, uh, yeah, you would have got five bonus points if you'd have gone one goal below. Oh. Anyway. Might as well so. not bothered. <laughs> now we get to, uh, we asked everyone and ourselves to predict the three teams that would get relegated. Oh, I'm so curious oh, to hear this. no. <laughs> Because I put the now, predictor league ones. What's what's good about this is that across the board of everyone who predicted, no one got more than one right. <laughs> like ev- ev- everyone got one or none at all right. And that shows in the predictor league because everyone apart from Oscar put Sheffield United getting relegated. And I'm almost certain that's because Oscar filled it out and then realised there was one team left. And yes. Then just put <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds right. Yeah. I yeah. know. Uh, I always throw a cheeky like relegation team doing well prediction in. So all of our listeners uh, picked who who predicted got Norwich right, but they all got other teams wrong. There was uh, Johnny OG said Palace. Sorry, Chuck. Um, wow. Next year, Carmen said Brighton. A lot of people said Sheffield. Dave Tateo, Newcastle, Norwich, and Villa. But coming to us three, uh, Chuck, Yeah. the three you nominated for relegation was Newcastle, Southampton and Sheffield United. Zero. Zero points Wait, there. that wasn't even what I put in the predictor league. I think I just edged <laughs> my backs. I had Norwich. Norwich and Villa, I think. Uh, Oscar, you had, going down, Southampton, Newcastle and Villa. Um, I had Burnley, Norwich and Sheffield United. So for getting one team right there, I get two points, a measly two points. Next prediction, the first manager to get sacked. Please tell me we all said Watford. Please tell me we all said Watford. No, I think I put Eddie Howe and instantly regretted it after the first game of the season. You did not put Eddie Howe. You did not. Uh, let's go with who got things wrong first. Let's have a look. So anyone who said Steve Bruce got things wrong, that was Adam P. Oh, sorry, no, he said he said Roy Hodgson, actually, Adam P, sorry. Yes. Yeah, uh, Johnny OG also said Roy Hodgson. Yeah, uh, Newcastle yeah, was... Johnny OG hates Palace. <laughs> he clearly, clearly. So do I, I've checked out. <laughs> uh, Johnny Worthington said Steve Bruce. Uh, Carmen said Frank Lampard. Oh, no, that's a no dig. confidence at all. That is a dig. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be swearing on the YouTube. That's There's no need for that. Um, Chuck. Hi. You said Dean Smith. Oh, yeah, that's what I went for. I went Villa. Because they spent loads of money. Now I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oscar, you put your balls on the block and went. Ole, Gunner, Solskjaer. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean... I can see where you're coming from. I was really hoping Oscar would have just written the Watford manager because he just doesn't know who it is. Called, who it is. <laughs> and then brackets, second, the other Watford manager. There were two people who rightly predicted the Watford manager. It's Ian. Javi Gracia, Dave Stateo, and my good self predicted that Javi Gracia would be one of many Watford managers to get sacked. As many as four. In this, great, in this season. Great, so that's a five points to me. Uh, the next category was the biggest dick in. 
Who would get the biggest dick-in in the Premier League this year? Can any of you remember what you said? 100% I put Man City Norwich. 100% you did. I yeah. also probably put Man City, but I would have put Man City Newcastle, if I had to guess. You did not. You put. Uh, you went with Club Allegiance. You you uh, went Chelsea Villa. Okay. Oh, what? You're going to pull out now that you said Leicester Southampton? Literally no one with these predictions had Leicester or Southampton as either side of a dick-in. No one got the 9-0. Uh, some notable uh, <laughs> choices. Uh, Johnny Worthington also went Man City Norwich. He went 7-0. Uh, that match finished 5-0. Um, Johnny well, OG there was went 3-2, though, wasn't there? It was 3-2 when Norwich won? I, I'm just talking... I, I'm, everyone went with the Man City home fixture. So, ah, gotcha. Yeah. So you went, Chuck, uh, 7-2. And like I say, the actual result was 5-0. So you got the margin right. So that that gets you two points because you got a five goal a five goal margin. Uh, Chuck, sorry, Oscar, you went uh, Chelsea versus Villa eight nil. That is a historical pick because we've done that to them twice, I believe. So just overly excited. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the actual result for that one was two one. <laughs> was it two one in Chelsea's favor or against? I genuinely don't know. In Chelsea's favor. Okay, yeah. good. All right, at least there's that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I went for uh, Liverpool Norwich, which was the opening game of the season, I think, and I one where I triple captain Salah. The actual result was four one. I went for Liverpool five Norwich nil. Um, well, that's not far off, actually. Not far off, but no points. The only one who gets who gets points for that is, uh, according to Dave's system, is uh, Chuck, who gets two points for that. So before we get to the wild predictions, let's just go with the scores as they are now. You, can, you don't have to say mine. I know I'm in last. It's fine. Yes, you are in last by quite a way because your goals really let you down. So you're on 43 points, Oscar. Um, Chuck, you're on 58 points. I am on 61, so I'm three this ahead of This is bullshit. You. I got one goal away. Hang on. Yeah, that's insane. Chuck, you should win. I should win. Hang on, this happened, right. this happened last year. Yeah, you should win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna veto whatever ends up happening at the end of this and give it to Chuck. Just that. Jesus, we haven't finished yet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and what? I'm getting no points for saying the Watford manager gets sacked first. I mean, I know it's yeah, fucking no, obvious, of but none of you went for it. That was none of you went for it. That was just a smart numbers game. Yeah. And the second yeah, I typed in that. Smith and sent it, I was just like, oh, that's dumb. But this is from the guy who last year we did the Predictor League and you went, oh, you know what? This doesn't require thought. I'm just going to go on a betting website. <laughs> and I won. I just yeah. used XG and I won. <laughs> Amazing. Chuck, you better come up with a system for next year. Right, okay. So anyway, but there is still... Because ultimately, this, this last category can be scored however we want. So... I mean, if we want to uh, apply 20 points to it, Oscar can still win. So this can be scored however we want. This was mm. weirdest thing, crazy prediction. I'll go, let's see. I'll, 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 let's pick out some of the listener ones first. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Johnny Worthington suggested that uh, something, will go, something will go wrong in the VAR control room. Maybe a fire breaks out. Uh, or you see a prostitute crawling out from <laughs> under the desk. Those are um, the same things. What? Uh, Johnny, <laughs> as a community, we prefer the term sex worker. Um, so can you please just meet her, what you're saying there? Um, um, they forgot r- to turn it on one day. They did forget. Well, and this needs to be brought up, actually, because that's, that earned Villa a point. Yeah, against Sheffield United. I mean, wow. if it, that earned Villa a point. 
So oh, there were there were people on Twitter going about uh, what was it like Bournemouth and Watford should sue and blah blah like fuck them off. See you later. Do you not think there's any legal case in that respect? Because I was absolutely livid at the time. Absolutely livid. <laughs> you were. I remember. Until now, it means that Watford and Bournemouth are relegated, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> All turn around on the issue. I'm nothing if not fickle. Um, speaking of VAR, I just want to throw a stat out there that's amusing that I, w- I didn't have anywhere that it fits. So I'll just put it here. Uh, Manchester United broke the record for penalties in a single season. Uh, that does not surprise me. 14 penalties, 15 penalties this season, uh, which is not a coincidence with VAR coming in. Uh, we did say that the penalties were going to go up, so it is nice to see the penalties record. Having not for record. Palace. I think Palace <laughs> had the record before that. We had like 12 last year and everyone was like, oh, Milivojevic, FPL, FPL. And we ended up with what, like three? Okay, let's continue with these weird predictions. So, and this this is weird. Okay. Carmen. Uh, <laughs> um, a naked man will enter the field when Pogba is about to shoot a penalty. The man will run faster than Pogba and score the penalty. VAR will then invalidate it. On his chest will be a tattoo with Pep Guardiola's face on it and Pep and him will marry two weeks later. Uh, Four points. <laughs> I mean, there's some fanfic fanfic going on there. Um, Adam P. Um, I don't know about this one. A manager will weep in his post-match interview. That might have happened. I, I can't remember anyone. Then. I'm going to assume that I it don't did. Remember. Dave Matteo uh, says, <laughs> uh, "Son breaks his contract to fight in the second Korean War." Okay, well, he did go to military service, so <laughs> I'm going to give that like ten points there. And won yeah. a shooting medal, so I'm going to go. Yeah, ten points. No, I'm on not that. going as high. No, 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 it's <laughs> ten not that high. Points. <laughs> oh, for seven, eight, seven points. Well, I'm not giving Dave points anyway, but yeah, fine. <laughs> um, ten uh, points. Seven points. He did the work of putting this whole system together. Give him ten points. There's a three-point oh, bonus for being Dave. Nine points. Fine. <laughs> now I'll we come. On we come nine. to our. Can we please have some order? <laughs> come to our predictions. <laughs> now, I'm going to go with what I think is probably turned out to be the most mundane one uh oscar you just predicted that sheffield united football would happen yeah sheffield united would beat city now they did not both times uh home and away they lost yeah but sheffield united turned out to play very well so i feel like you deserve some credit and i put them high up my predictor league for the record hold on hold on is this the last category this is the last category how many points is oscar behind me he is 15 points behind Okay, him. Oscar gets 14 points for that. Can I make it 13? Can it be 13? Fine, <laughs> yeah. 13 points. Okay, Fine. Okay. As long as I... Wait, wait. We can't get minus, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Remains remains to be seen. We'll make a judgment call at the time, if the time comes. Yeah, we'll make, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went for Frank Lampard and Roman Abramovich will be seen doing an open mouth kiss. <laughs> Speaking of uh, fanfic... <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, did anyone see that? Was that on Chelsea Twitter? Is Roman even in the country? I I still don't think he's allowed back in England. No, no one's allowed in the country. Sorry, I didn't predict the global pandemic when I was talking about manager chairman love. I'm sorry about that. His work visa situation also. Yeah, Abramovich got like, not deported, but he couldn't be here, right? Yeah, they they revoked his working visa for some reason. (laughs) His working visa. (laughs) Like he's in a field picking berries. (laughs) Yeah. He, they, he was probably on like a student visa or something and just got away with it. Yeah. So um, I'm assuming I'm getting no points for that. Um, no. Um, 
They did get along well. Frank didn't get yeah, fired. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the relationship's good. You can't, I mean, you can't, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. What, the, what? The, three points, the, Ian. This, give yourself this three points. Me go, no, no. This three isn't points. me going screw Three points, yes. One, you two, three. You say, Ian, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's written down, man. You're outnumbered two to one here. You got There's three no, points. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is A, not a democracy. B, if it is, I get 60% of the vote. We've always <laughs> said this. Boy. <laughs> no one's agreed to that but you so no yeah, but I have three fifths of the vote so it's done <laughs> right okay well look we'll see how this pans out we'll see how this oh, pans out Ian God. three points for yourself right there. if three I didn't points. put global pandemic born from bats <laughs> takes over the world and well if you did like you say there's some serious questions to answer yeah so now we've got I think we've got an issue here because, because. Chuck your prediction is correct Oh. But I'm not sure it's that weird. We'll see. So, right. this is your prediction in full. Newcastle actually aren't that bad, don't get relegated, and Steve Bruce keeps his job. Okay, no, that's not correct at all. First of all, Newcastle were that bad. They were the worst uh, 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 team. Uh, uh, well, uh, were uh, they? Uh, 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 <laughs> they were uh, the uh, worst team. One second. One second. One second. Burnley of He's in with a chance here. Um, how many... People predicted Steve Bruce would get relegated, would would lose his job. Sorry, would be the first specifically would be the first manager to be fired. Only one, Johnny Worthington. Okay. How many people, when they predicted teams that would be relegated, put Newcastle in there? Okay, uh, out of eight people who submitted predictions, not sure this supports you, mate. Yeah. Two. Chuck, you're okay, one for two. three there. They were the worst. Yes, they didn't get relegated. <laughs> Correct. They were the worst. Thirteenth. They were the worst. We know this. We're not that type of podcast. We recognise that they were the worst team. If Oscar gets thirteen points for beating for Sheffield United beating Man City, well, I'm not. I'm Open not it. sure. Did we agree on thirteen? And that was largely because he couldn't catch anyone. What we got to decide is whether your correct prediction is worth more than three points. More no, it's than not my... because it's not a correct prediction. I will not concede that hang point. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I will not concede that point. The previous one you gave three points to was Frank Lampard and Roman Abramovich will share an open mouth kiss. <laughs> yeah. We will see that happen. Oh, well, if I'm getting three points, you actually... Right, lovely. If I'm getting three points, you actually need to get six. All right, I'll give you both three points. Chuck, your prediction is wrong, but technically they didn't get relegated, so fine. I'm accepting none of this. All right, he doesn't want his three points. He wants zero points. <laughs> right, hang on, hang on one second, because I'm going to the predictor league here. Right, so we had some entrance. I put Newcastle relegated. Oscar put Newcastle relegated. Ian put Newcastle in 17th. So that's not Newcastle doing well, but that is Newcastle not getting relegated. Adam P, Newcastle relegated. Sam Danby, Newcastle relegated. Pad Fall, Newcastle relegated. Mm. Uh, Carmen, uh, she got Newcastle right. We won't talk about that. Uh, (laughs) Emily, Newcastle 20th. Because she is smart and they were the worst team. (laughs) Johnny Worthington, relegated. Dave Matteo, relegated. FPL Nicola, relegated. Momo FPL, relegated. Dan Parkinson, relegated. Chuck, they were the worst team. They were the worst team. Listen, I'm nothing but... If I'm not a hugely magnanimous guy... 12 points. I'm just a huge guy. Um, And I think it would be ridiculous to give us both the same points when my thing didn't happen. Fine, okay, let's give Chuck five points. We don't know. We don't know if it happened. But I think it would be churlish. I think... think to be honest, we and Oscar, before we went into this as well, 
you were saying that he deserved more points for the oh, goals yes. guess, which Fine, was yes. one okay. goal off. That's true. Chuck, 42 points. When, when <laughs> Write it down. That's it. It's official. 42 points. We found when it. You are, when you are guessing goals in the range of 1,000 and you get it one off, <laughs> yeah, I, 42 I, points. I, don't think I, can, I can't claim the victory there. So, Chuck, I think you win the predictions. If And if what you're saying is about historical uh, history of this game, then you are the two-time FPL and two-time prediction champion of this podcast. What a time to be alive. I'd what like a time thank. to be alive. I'd like to thank everyone. Speaking of thanking people, that's a transition to the next part. It is. I think we're going to close it out now by uh, thanking all of our Patreons who uh, genuinely, as we've said before on the on the main podcast, this... <laughs> ridiculously this costs money to produce so the fact that people are willing to chip in a couple of quid a month sometimes when i forget to press the button that says don't charge them when we have said yeah. we won't charge them <laughs> i don't think that, um, i don't think that counts as chipping in <laughs> does it not no more stealing out that's stealing stealing robin cool right sam danby Johnny Worthington, John O.G., James Doncaster, Carmen, Mark Daffin, Mark Howes, producer, producer, Nate Whittam, Jeff Pedder, um, Andy oh Penn. God, uh, Andy Penprays, uh, the guy from Norway, Simon, oh, yeah. Simon. God love him, chipped in, never interacted with us. No. Like, I mean, fair enough. Like, I don't want to talk to us either, but... Great. I mean, <laughs> give us money. Yeah. Dave Mateo, Raphael Briand. Um, yeah. I think that's everyone. James Doncaster, if we didn't do that one. Uh... I did James Doncaster. But anyway, yeah, thanks. Thanks to all of you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for engaging. Thanks for helping us get to 100 episodes in two years, uh, which is in- incredible. Absolutely incredible, uh, considering we talked about this for about four years. Uh, and then do it now. True, yeah. And now, episode one hundred. Who knows? Let's make promises. All the episodes from now on will be live streamed. I oh make God! No guarantees. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it would make us like rein us in. Uh, it didn't because Watford and Bournemouth got relegated. No. Cheers to fucking that. Cheers, cheers to us. Actually, a hundred fucking episodes. And cheers to anyone watching on the stream. We love you guys. Anyone still there? Watch it on YouTube. Like, subscribe. Hit the bell. Notifications. Ding. I don't even know if it's there. And, and next season, uh, it starts September the 12th, doesn't it? So we will be back probably Wednesday, what is it, September the 9th, I think. Well, we always do like two or three part previews. We do an FPL preview and then part one Let's and part say two. we'll be back in September. Yeah, we'll yeah, well, yeah exactly. We're, we're going to take August off, but we will be back in September for at least one or two preview podcasts. Although, yeah. uh, but we are gonna... Sorry, finish it. <laughs> but we are going to take the month off. And uh, we'll see you on the other side, I guess. Yeah, we'll suspend the Patreon payments for August. Uh, they'll be back in September. We might drop you a few bits, hit pieces here and there. So please get in touch. We play Rocket League. That's what it's really yeah, about now. We play yeah. It's just League. time off because if we don't put two hours aside to record this hot garbage and Ian doesn't spend 12 hours editing it, we can play loads more Rocket League, guys. Exactly. So let's just do that. Let's Knock bid it, it off. Out. 100 episodes. <laughs> Mr. 100%. 100 episodes. Cancel. Andy Pempres. He's talking about becoming a Patreon at a $30 level to help <laughs> me buy someone a load of socks. I love you all. 
Oscar, thank you very, very much for everything. Enjoy <laughs> your bloody summer. Cheers. It has been an absolute delight recording with you guys. Thank you. Thanks to Ian. You don't even have to edit this one because we've put it out live, so that's fine. <laughs> just, just click send. Top and tail and chuck it out. <laughs> Top and tail. No bleeps. Don't need the things. Burnley of the year. Job done. <laughs> and thanks once again to all of you listening out there in viewer and listener land. Take the very best of care. Be safe out there. And bye-bye. Miles Offside is a Nate Whittam production.